Yo, what up, what up? Yo, what up, what up? Welcome to the Carbon Footprint. Another episode, number 23, I believe. Hey, lucky number, man. 23, 23. Oh, okay. yeah. That's that goat number. <laughs> we'll see. We made it to goat status. <laughs> I think Bron got something to say about that. <laughs> he 23. Oh, he 23 too? Yeah. Now that's right. It works. It works for either or. That's right. It works. That's right. I forgot about that. Yo, welcome to the Carbon Footprint. Another week um, where Juan and I get together, um, have a couple of drinks, and talk about things that interest us, try to focus on things that are making an impact, uh, whether they're positive, negative, or otherwise. And with that, what's on the menu for today, sir? We slumming it today, man. We're just doing Henny, and, and Sean's doing Hennessy straight up, and then uh, I'm doing Henny and Coke. So we, this is... Yeah, this is good. This is, this is like an old faithful, man. Yeah, this is the neighborhood cookout. <laughs> <laughs> slumming it right now. Yo, man, I want to start off this week with uh, my carbon footprint. Of the week goes out to uh, Mr. Michael Render, aka Killer Mike. Woo woo. Killer Mike and 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 two other guys, uh, Andrew Young, which is a former mayor um, in Atlanta, and uh, as well as Ryan Glover, which is the founder of Bounce TV, which I've actually never seen. I don't, I don't even know that existed. But anyway, these guys got together and they created Greenwood, and which is a basically it's a it's it's their own banking system, and they're they're. Um, what they're trying to do is is give you know make it easier for for minorities to get loans. It's been typically more difficult for for Black and Latino, um, especially entrepreneurs, to to get business loans through traditional banks. And so these guys are trying to make that easier for you know for for those folks. So kudos to those guys, man. They're going to open up in January 2021. Supposedly they've got like. He says tens of thousands of uh, of people sort of like signing up, like pre-signing up pre-signing for up. accounts. Wow. Um, so really, you know, good for those guys. Um, they're going to have things like global, AP, uh, global ATMs, um, Apple and Android pay services, um, two-day advances on paychecks, which I guess is good for some folks. I've never had that. Uh, but I know for some There's folks, a that, lot of that, big banks that doing that now, helps. though. Really, Bank of America, I think, is starting to do that too. They'll give you like a five-day advance. They're starting. Oh, they're, wow. they're trying to get into that um, that short-term loan because yeah. you're basically going to put out all these payday loan people out of it and who scam people. Um, so by the banks doing it, it it uh, it's safer and the interest rates are a lot lower. So why would you do that? Do you got a uh, I don't know. You live in paycheck it- to paycheck. And- you Doesn't can't borrow money from anybody. You don't have credit cards. The, the, the problem? It just, it's not a good idea, right? It just, it, the cycle is basically you borrow this money, you're going to have to pay it right back, and it just prolongs that cycle, right? So, yeah, that's, I mean, I was thinking, I was looking at that and I'm going, like, I, I, I could see how folks um, would use it, right? Because you see that all the time with, like, the, the Amscots of the world yeah. and, you know, those kind of institutions where um, they'll give you sort of front you money. Um, prior to you getting getting your paycheck, but I always thought like, ah, that's probably not a good idea, right? It's not a great idea, and the and the interest on some of those things is like, it, it you're taking advantage of people who who need the help, right? But um, yeah, I think by Killer Mike offering it, I think what they do is if you do, because I think this is what Bank of America's thing is, you take out this loan. Obviously, you have these direct deposits going in. Um, I don't know what Killer Mike's policy is, but when I read from Bank of America's was that they they would pull it out in increments over a period of months. 
Uh, most okay. you could, and it's not a lot. Like the most you could buy was like five hundred bucks. I think to Bank of America. So the idea is like, hey, you'll have to pay back that five hundred bucks over two months or something like that. And once it's paid off, you're eligible to take it out again. For most people, unless it's like a true emergency and then you're able to pay that back, that's like to your point. The cycle is going to continue, right? Right. Unless you figure out a way to to get that money, yeah, from yeah. a place where you don't. And, have you know, to pay here it I back. am. Here I am giving 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 a carbon footprint of the week, and I'm already poking holes in it, right? <laughs> um, but no, so but like, I think that's important in communities. Um, you know, like the communities that will serve that type of because there's people. Yeah, you're leaving paycheck to paycheck. If that's the difference between you buying groceries, you know, on Wednesday versus Friday on payday or whatever for right. some folks, um, you know, and maybe they're like, hey, I just need to borrow this hundred bucks or two hundred bucks to get me to the next two days to buy food, and then I'm good, right? Like. Uh, you know, I think there are instances where it could be a positive. Um, I think the thing I like the most, though, in general about in bank is that we always talk about, obviously, the um, how do you start shifting this paradigm, you know, for, for black and, and Latinos and just minorities in general and uh, economic equality or economic opportunity, I think, is the way to go. Yep. And then this, this is going to provide economic opportunity because you figured eventually this is also going to lead to loaning money for businesses to minorities. Right. Right. So you start with a bank where it's just regular accounts. Eventually, you're going to build the capital to be able to lend money. Well, I think that that's actually what they're... Can they already do it out of the right. gate? They're, they're trying okay. to do that out of the gate. Um, as a matter of fact, there's a couple of things that they're doing in addition to just sort of being a, a banking institution. Um, they're going to be do- donating five free meals um, to families in need for every new account that's open. Um, they're going to be... Um, for every for every use of their Greenwood debit card, it's going to result in donations to the United Negro College Fund and NAACP. Um, and then lastly, they are going to do a monthly $10,000 grant to different black or Latino-owned cust- or owned businesses that, that are customers of theirs. So I was like, yeah, man, that, you know, Killer Mike is, as, and for those of you who don't know, um, he, he, is, he is, was a rapper. I don't even know if he still raps. Um, but he was a he was a rapper, but very uh, very active in the community. Yeah, absolutely. You know, feels feels very strongly that 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 his purpose is to is to serve the black community in in whatever facet he can um, via you know obviously via his music and and even his lyrics if you listen to his music, um, and that's Juan opening up to Hennessy, um, but his music his lyrics. And then now, you know, obviously getting into the financial realm of things. putting his money where his mouth is, man. Yeah, I think um, you know, like I said, he's he's um, rapper from Atlanta. Um, if you've ever watched any of the press conferences for BLM or anything like that, or, or anytime one of these shootings happen, he's usually um, with the mayor of Atlanta, and he'll usually have some kind of. Um, you know, I think I, I know he was part of the group that was calling out for people to stop rioting and all that stuff. And he was one of those that came on and said, hey, this is not this is not the answer. It's not what we're trying to get at um, if we're trying to make positive steps. Um, dude, he's he's so um, like I, I'll listen to his interviews all the time. And some of the points and all that he brings up, he, he's just so um, ah, man, I'm trying to think like uh, philosophical is not the right word, but he's someone who definitely makes you think deeper about things that you thought. He definitely articulates his points well. And, and, and sort of from that side and like that different point of view, right? If you don't, if you don't, if you don't come from these areas, you don't live in these areas. Um, he gives you a, a pretty good perspective of, of what these folks go through. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that was cool, man. So, so the name Greenwood, it actually comes from that place in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that was known as like the Black Black Wall oh, Street. Black Wall Street, okay. Yeah. So those of you who don't know, like historically, there was a place in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 
Um, it was known as sort of quote unquote like Black Wall Street. There was there was affluent uh, black community there with with black businesses, um, and then there was I think there was there was a person there who was accused of maybe like trying to rape a white a white woman at the time. Yeah, there was something like someone had committed a crime kind of, or allegedly committed a crime against a white woman. Right, and then and then it, it incited. Um, basically riots but by white folks that was kind of going in there to 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 burn down the businesses and basically riot in yeah in that area they massacred kind of, the town yeah they came in massacred the town burned down their businesses it was one of the most um if you've never heard of it again just google black wall street one of the most um i think uh uh well-established communities for black folks especially when you think about when this happened early 1900s and they had developed their own kind of trade systems and barter systems and 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 the economy was booming and there was uh neighborhoods and they had their own property they own um you know and obviously oklahoma back then was one of these states where um so you have you ever heard of uh or, or the football team the college football team called the sooners um i think where that name comes from is at some point in time oklahoma basically had a shit ton of land and they were and and no one owned it or allegedly right i'm sure there were some maybe indigenous folks and stuff that owned it but wherever someone took over and said all this land is is up for grabs and it basically did this thing like hey on this date at this time if you're like at this point almost like you stick in your flag there like that's yours now oh wow so it became like whoever got there, whoever the got quickest, there soon <laughs> soon and so that's allegedly kind of where that name comes from oh wow uh, and i think for black folks it was one of the places where of refuge where they could run off and then someone claimed kind of that spot right. And they built a community and built a very um, uh, fruitful and a, a successful community. It was like it was ahead of its time at that time. Yeah. And I think that there's um, there, there was there was a stat and I didn't write it down. I wish I would have. So don't quote me on this. You can go look at it. But it's, it was essentially like a stat that said um, in white communities, every dollar that's that's made sort of like changes. I, I guess it stays in there or it stays in the community for like 20 transactions. Wow. Something to that effect. And then, and then in the black community, it actually stays in the community for like six hours. You know what I mean? Wow. So like that. Yeah. So like the, yeah, the, they go and spend money outside. Well, because there's no, right. Cause pe people are not coming into the, into those areas and building businesses. And so, so it's essentially spend, you have to go outside of those communities to spend your money. Yeah. And I think that, that, that leads to kind of like the whole uh, systemic, racism when, when when people talk about that it's not necessarily that there's laws today that prohibit latinos or black people from doing something it's that there are systems in place today that are a product of these laws that, that were in place at some point in time and so the carryover to that like uh is to your point where maybe in certain neighborhoods it's predominantly black dominated and they've been considered like the ghetto now and there's like the property values worth less right. and the tax dollars are worth less and those and those things are all products of a point in time where there were laws that allowed you to get away with maybe discriminating against blacks and then it just carries over right it's generational um so and i'll just give a quick example like i'm sure in the news you heard about the lady who said who got her house uh um recently inspected and it inspected like really well below market value and then what she did was she called in the inspector another inspector removed anything that was black so she's a mixed couple so she's black her husband's white they took down anything referencing anything black the family photos uh they had i guess so this is African like, a, like, stuff. like an appraiser this is like an appraiser oh, recently okay, okay. right so did this took down everything the house appraised for like 100k more 
Get out of here. Huge, dude. Like a 33, 40% increase in what it had originally appraised for. When they left, Where like, was she this? had this, uh, God, I'm, I don't even want to guess, man, because I, I want to say Texas, but it, it was somewhere. We can Google it, but this was recently. And um, so anyway, at some point in time, there were systems like this that allowed you to get away with something like that, where they would go, um, you know, you hear these expressions from your old family members were like, oh, these people are moving in. Our property value is going down. Right. And so this was OK at some point in time. I'd be like, oh, you got too many black neighbors or too many Latino neighbors. And so what's happened is over time, the same people have lived there and their property values are low. And so they don't have that generational wealth that the white neighborhoods or the Jewish neighborhoods were able to build over time. And I think that's what's become kind of systemic about it is you're trying to get out of that. So something like what what um, Killer Mike is doing is you're giving now these guys an opportunity to climb out of that and have the 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 economic opportunity, I think, to make something of of something where they've always been kind of an underdog in where it's it's it, and this is when you hear minorities say like, hey, we've got to work harder. It's just it's little things like this in the system that it, not, not always. Right. But that certainly in some areas, again, I think I've said this before, is there isn't a what's the white part of town in your and in, in wherever you live? What's the white part of town? It's the nice neighborhood. That's that's what everybody calls the the, the white part of town, right? Now There's, we now we do know there are white folks that 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 don't live well. Oh, absolutely, uh, it's not absolutely. right. Absolutely. So yeah. so I mean, and I, make I that think clear. What, I think so. I think what what I tried to um, purvey is like 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 when we say or I, and I shouldn't say we because I I speak for myself. So if I say white privilege, it's not that you didn't have a rough life. It's that the color of your skin is not a factor to why you had a rough life. Like that, that's really it for me. Like it, you had trials and tribulations like everyone else, but how you look isn't one of the things contributing to that or the color of your skin isn't contributing to that. And that's usually what, at least what I refer to as white privilege. I think overall, most people could agree with that, that sentiment yeah. of it. But yeah, man, shout out Killer Mike, man. Yeah, that's shout out to Killer Mike. Fantastic. Fantastic. You know, it's funny, man. I go like, I wonder the, the folks that don't know Killer Mike is that have never seen, if you've never seen them, you know, definitely look, look him up. Um, you know, he may be your cup of tea. He may not be. That's Listen, fine. and he's the first person to call out minorities when we fuck up too. Yeah, so he really yeah, does, he, man. Yeah. He, he really does. So, um, but kudos to him. Uh, so we'll 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 reference him as Mr. Michael Render. Um, shout out to him. Shout out to Andrew Young, and also to uh, to Ryan Glover for starting up Greenwood. That's awesome, man. It's fantastic, dude. Dude. So, uh, uh, listen, <laughs> are we, we going to address the, the VP? Did Bro, you watch? we got to talk about the VP debate. We're not going to stay on politics for too long, but damn it, we got some shit to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, enough shit where stuff flew in. <laughs> I, um, I guess thoughts like like uh, overall, not shocked, like everything about it was what I thought it would be, right? Like Pence is a seasoned politician. Uh, it shows. Uh, Kamala is a seasoned politician, and it shows. I do think there were moments where, in my opinion, maybe each one of them did a disservice to, to themselves. Yep. But I think overall, so I will say uh, I found that uh, Pence, if you're a woman, Pence was very patronizing. I felt like in a lot of his stuff... Um, you know, he, even, I thought I, th- I thought he did give props to her. He did, but I thought that was right? patronizing. And, did you? And, did and you? I, I did, okay. and so and I got and I, have I didn't feel that way, both, but dude. I felt like so so he was very complimentary. I think of Kamala, and I think some of that stuff was was genuine. But I also think he understands that he has to um that that he's in a uh, he has to play like the yin to Donald's yang, right? Right, right. So I think he walks in there and he did all the right things as a seasoned politician. He goes like, hey, you know, congratulations to you. I know how hard it is to get that seat, blah blah. Which you go, that's awesome. Like that, that's what you're supposed to do. And then at some moments, he was very kind of condescending. And, and and I felt like patronizing, but um, there was there were moments where I I thought okay if you're Pence, you are going to lose the women because you're coming off as patronizing at least in my opinion. And then listen, if you guys felt differently, like like hit me up. And then I go, you're gonna lose men, especially men who are, are supportive of Donald because you're boring. 
Like if you're a if you're a man who supports Donald, you go, nah, Pence, we want you to go out there and like, you know, say some ratchet shit. Like right. and he didn't. Like he he didn't it, it was exactly what you thought. It was I think if you're someone who's on the fence and you want to hear about policy, this was the debate that you wanted that 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 made it yeah. up for you. Right? I just you know what I didn't and maybe it's because I'm 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 following more now of 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 what each of the candidates stand for. I didn't learn anything. Um, what what I what I did see was um, when I watched those two up there and I watched them actually, you know, debate and not throw shit at each other. You know, I, I was think all I could think of was, man, I wish I was voting for one for these two. Like, yes. I, I wish these were the candidates. No, they were both. Both of them. You felt like, oh, these guys are presidential. Right. Like agree or disagree with Pence's with, policy yeah, or right. Kamala's policies. You went. None of them look like an embarrassment or someone that you would have to explain. Like, yeah, like, yeah, we, you know, we all got drunk one day and saw this guy on TV. Like, like you didn't have to be like, like it, it was. You, you definitely felt like, wait, is this the presidential debate? Like, right. because these guys sound more presidential than the guys last week for yeah. sure. Um, what I don't listen. I, I I'd be curious to get your thoughts, man. I felt bad for Kamala because I felt like Kamala was trying very hard not to be her. Um, like not to live up to a stereotype of, you could see her kind of roll her eyes or give the look every once in a while, especially when you cut her off. And I felt like everything in Kamala, she went into that going like, don't be angry, black woman. Don't be angry, black woman. Don't be angry, black woman. Uh, like I felt like she toned it down. Like you ever seen Kamala in her, um, in her Senate hearings? See, I have not. And, oh, oh, no, no, sorry. I have seen some of She goes in, she yeah, goes in yeah, yeah, and, and she goes in and she's passionate. I felt like Kamala wasn't free to be herself. Um, and, and obviously I think that's practice. That's like a, Hey, listen, when we get to see, do what you want. But as of now, be, right. be, and maybe that's her self-consciously to herself going, Hey, I, I'm not saying maybe the party didn't tell her to do that, but I think, I think she understands a, Hey, we haven't made it far enough as a country where I can go up there because there was a, a couple times where she would say something where you're like, Ooh, the Kamala Kamala is coming out. Right. And then, and then she kind of scaled it back. And, and that disappointed me because it was like, man, you can't be like, you have guys on the other side where a Trump isn't afraid to be Trump and Biden wasn't afraid to be Biden and Pence sure as hell isn't afraid to be Pence. And so I felt bad for her in that sense. Um, but I thought overall, man, they both made good points. They dodged a lot of questions, yeah. both sides. Um, but I, I think to your point, they I felt like I'm like, oh, wait, so are we voting for one of these guys? Because this seems more practical. Like, like yeah, uh, very much so. Like I said, I've seen her in some of the uh, congressional, you know, when she's sort of grilling people on stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I did not watch any of the the presidential debates, like the, the, the nomination debates. What do you call that um, when they're trying to get the nomination? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Presidents. Well, the debates. It was debates for the primary debates or whatever. The primary. Yeah. Yep. So I didn't watch any of those. So I didn't okay. see her in any of those. Um, but she's skilled back in those two. Did she really? Thing. Yeah. And even uh, uh, I would say Pence, one of the, the great things about him is in his, in his compliments, he was also, which I thought was brilliant of his, is anytime that um, Kamala would question COVID or, you know, the way they handled BLM or whatever or cops, he would he would almost play the victim card. Where he was like, why, well, why would you say that, Kamala? Like, you don't you don't think America, like the American people have handled like, and he would flip it on her, going like, wow, so you don't think the American people, right, right, right. And and I was like, wow, that's brilliant because you just basically like no one's gonna remember any of this other stuff going on. You're like, yeah, Kamala, what the fuck? Why don't you care? <laughs> yeah, like like, and then you have to like snap out of it for a second, go wait, wait, that's not how it happened. You know what I mean? Like, but right. but I thought it was it was a a brilliant political move, and he's so the opposite of of Trump from a demeanor standpoint. And and how he acts again regardless of how you feel about his politics i'm not talking about that i just think as a as a as a human being as a person as a way he presented himself he presented himself more presidential i think absolutely yeah absolutely they both and, and and i figured that 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 would happen right? for sure 
So to address the elephant in the room, or should I say the fly in the room, dude, when that fly landed on his head, and then it, it landed, and normally flies walk around, but that fly must have landed right in the spot where he was like, yep, this is exactly where I meant to land. I don't have to move anywhere. And because he didn't feel it. I thought it was and weirder the, that he didn't feel it. Right. And the shit was there. And it was kind of big. And nobody said anything. Well, what are you going to say? Bro, there's a fly on your head. <laughs> dude, I think. <laughs> dude, do you think Kamala was sitting back going like. Laughing her ass. Yep. Like, yeah, mom. Like, you got a fly on your head. And I'm she not saying was, anything. Dude, she's probably going. And you know what sucks, dude, is that all the stuff we're talking about, how they presented themselves as candidates, gets completely lost because of the fly. And because as a society now, all we look for is the memeable moment. And that just became genius. Like, we're guilty of it, right? Like, we right. did a meme on it. Like, it's like, it's that took over anything that, that happened in that debate. Check out the IG page. <laughs> You'll see. Yeah, at the Carbon Footprint Podcast on IG. <laughs> You'll see me. You'll see me at uh, as the fly on his head. You made an appearance, sir. <laughs> I was wondering where you were that day. Dude. <laughs> and all I want to say is if that fly laid eggs on his head... <laughs> He better leave that shit to full term. Yo, I, can I tell you, bro, how salty I am that that dude has a full, thick head of hair. And meanwhile, I'm 34, losing. I'm balding. <laughs> I am salty. Not only is he have the full head of hair, it's tight. It's, the, bro. Dude, the cut, is, the cut it, is on point. It was phenomenal. It was all fluffy. <laughs> I was like, I hate this guy, man. And it's, it's like, it, you ever get the fake snow for your Christmas tree? Yeah. It looked like that. Like, you just stuck a bunch of that. It's like perfect. There's no gaps in it. I'm like, for real, bro? Uh, the, the cut is hype. <laughs> so, you know what's funny, man, is that the, uh, the so, so the Biden, the Biden crew, his, uh, um, his team, they quickly went out and got, um, flywillvote.com <laughs> I love the age we're in man dude but that and shows then, you is that people care about that right yeah, yeah. and so so they got that and then of course then, then they added the fly swatter with um what does it say it says a uh, truth over flies and they're selling a fly swatter oh they're selling that's a fly so, swatter that's brilliant, dude, and they they sold like fifteen thousand. <laughs> that's so you know, brilliant as of i think as of yesterday <laughs> to oh make it even better God. there's a there's a there's a website out there called three wishes and they sell they sell costumes they sell like lingerie they sell a, a bunch of you know, like apparel right oh bro they got the wig with the fly <laughs> <laughs> oh somebody's into some kinky shit like, I want you to put on that punch wig. <laughs> they got that pence wig with the fly, bro. Bro, there's going to be an OnlyFans account pretty soon. It's going to be lit with a pence wig and a <laughs> Dude, so I checked it. When I when I read about it, I went and checked it out. It sold out. Wow, dude, I'm telling you. as a, I, We care more about the memeable moments. And the minute I saw that fly, man, I think I was guilty. I tweeted right away because uh, I thought it was just so funny. Um, and then, and I had to like kind of hop on the moment. And then of course, everybody had the same thought I did, right? And then it was, uh, I was like, wow, man, as a society, that just completely took over the entire debate. Because I remember watching it going, uh, screw the presidential debates. You need to just do two or three more of these if you really want to make a play at the middle, because this is the only way you're going to get actual policy, um, you know, and, or at least a civilized discussion. I don't think you're going to get that in a presidential debate. And I know they've so canceled are, the next one. I was going to say, are they doing it or are they, they not? They canceled the one that was this week. I don't know if they were supposed to do two more, which was a town hall style this week. And then they were supposed to do one more. So I don't know. Maybe they do the one more right before the election. Okay. Um, but for VP debates, they're done. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, they always, they always. Only it was a one. shame, and I think you know. Again, they both dodge questions. Pence had that brilliant moment, dude. I thought Kamala for for one, Kamala looked comfortable. Like like she was happy, man. She's like you know she was giggling stuff, and I thought I was surprised because I thought, you know, I try to think of myself in that position or anybody for the first time doing something, and she didn't look nervous. She no. didn't look, you know, and I, I was I was really impressed by that, and I also thought that she took a couple opportunities where she brought up the Abe Lincoln thing. And I thought that was brilliant where she and she threw out the whole fact that they didn't, you know, when the whole pack the courts thing, which obviously she dodges, she dodged, but then yeah. brings up the whole fact that they've never nominated a black person, you know, to, to any of those um, tables. But then the bringing up the Abe Lincoln because she knows how much they love Abe, Abe Lincoln. And Pence was just like, all right, I don't have a comeback for that. Well, what was funny was I looked it up afterwards and, I, and she had it wrong. Yeah, but it didn't matter. It didn't at matter the time, at the time, it was right? Like, at the time, you're just like, boom, you know, like, right. and then yeah. I thought I thought a shining moment in there was um, where she sort of addressed. She looked right into the camera and she addressed the people with the uh, pre-existing conditions, mm. right? And mm-hmm. she was like, "Yo, like, like if if you have pre-existing conditions, they're coming for you." Um, now I don't know if that's true. Again, a lot of the shit that they no, that they go after each other it's, about it's the right? moment of yeah, like, to your point, it's defining where you're gonna remember that and right. go yeah. Speaking of. Um, pre-existing conditions <laughs> bro trump is superman yeah they I, I think they said something about him like he was actually gonna come out with like a t-shirt bro i don't know if that's true or not um but this dude had it's it's, it's it was something that was gonna promote himself because it's true bro like, he bro. had coronavirus for about three hours bro and then came out and said i feel better than i have in the last 20 years yep this guy bro my <laughs> bro Dude, I had told my wife, man, when he got it, I go, I go, yo, the worst thing that could happen is that he gets over it, which I don't wish death on anybody, right? So I was, I was hoping that, that he would pull through it. I don't want anybody to die from that. Um, but I go for him because he's such a narcissist. I'm like, he's gonna pull through it and then go, see, yeah, I told Ain't you nothing. I'm seventy. No, the worst <laughs> I'm thing, seventy four years old. Seventy four. I'm overweight. I'm, you know, like, <laughs> listen. Like nothing. He came out there like I got the best jeans ever. Yep, I got McDonald. I eat McDonald's every day. I'm 74. I just had COVID for three hours and I got over it, bro. Y'all weak. And then he canceled the stimulus. Like get your asses back to work, (laughs) 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 dude. I I knew it. The minute he the diagnosis, I'm like this guy's gonna be insufferable. Like he's gonna he's gonna like I'm like if he recovers. And again, I would never wish death upon anybody. I'm, I'm not listen. I don't want I don't want that kind of energy around me, but. I was like, at a minimum, we need a hospitalization for like a week or two of yeah, like, like two on a weeks ventilator or right, something. Yep. Like him or Melania. <laughs> and maybe, maybe not Melania, because he don't give a fuck about Melania. But <laughs> but you needed it to happen, like where they just like I go, you need him to come out and go, like, yo, guys, I was wrong. Like this shit's serious. But nope. He like three hours later, he was all right. He was signing <laughs> fake papers with a Sharpie. You seen that? You see no. they had they had all the photos of him, like, oh, he's working through this. And I'm like, zoom in on the paper. It's a blank white piece of paper and he's got a sharpie and he's pretending to sign documents you know and he does it for the photo op right and and then he does the drive around or whatever with people which i go listen that's probably more of a show to other countries as a as a show of strength i don't think you want to show a picture of your president on life support right, um, right. so on the so like right. i know a lot of people were annoyed like oh he's passing around the covid or what about his secret service listen your job as a secret service guy is a die for the president yeah, so I think you'd be good with catching. The I corona. think you'll be good with that. Like you'll catch a cough, right? Like I'm like you wouldn't catch a bullet, you'll catch a cough. Like, um, did you see his tweet? Which one? So, okay, so, 
<laughs> he went off today. True, true. I'm like, oh, you talking no, about not, today? Not today. Because so, today he went in. So his doctors, so when when he left, they said, okay, you're like you're like you're not contagious anymore, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but he went one further, and he goes, not only am I not contagious, I'm immune. <laughs> I was like, but you know what? They they did say that when he came out, um, they had him. Obviously, he took some uh, some experimental drugs, um, so he had sort of a, a a suite of drugs that he had that he took. I know one of them, at least one of them, was experimental. But he also took steroids, and bro, I remember. And so the fact the fact that he felt fantastic, I remember um, my stepfather when he was probably like in his sixties, he had surgery. And I remember they, they gave him uh, uh, prednisone, Ooh. which is a uh, which is a steroid, right? That, yeah. Okay, and it was very low dosage. I want to say it was probably like twenty milligrams, something like that, right? I remember him coming to me and going, "I feel so good." He goes every day, and he this, this guy never works out, never nothing, right? Was always a thin guy. He goes, "I get to bed every day, and I'm doing push-ups." He's like, "I get up and I feel <laughs> strong." So so essentially, once he's began to get better, they they began to back off the dosage. And then it got down to five milligrams. And then when the doctor was like, all right, you know, we're going to take you off for these five that he was like, doc, like, can we, can I just keep taking the five milligrams? Like, in, indefinitely. like indefinitely. And the doctor was like, no, nah, dude, like we, we can't, we can't do that. And he's like, please, man. Like, I feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, <laughs> so, dude, I can imagine when he when he came out and they were saying that you know one of the things that he was on was was steroids and I was like, yeah, man, at seventy four years old, bro, you take steroids? Shit, you feel like a new man, dude. I had uh, I've had like some asthma type scares, right? And for asthma, like inhalers and stuff, they're they're steroids, right? Because they inflate your um. Or they dilate like your veins and your passageways and all that yeah. stuff. Whenever I've been on steroids like that, yeah, bro, I wanted to run through a brick wall. Um, and I'm not asthmatic. I just had some weird, like, uh, I, I don't even know, episodes or whatever. For, I don't even know what the word is. But so a handful of times I've, I've taken steroids and I'm like, yeah, I'd run through a wall. Like I was so energetic and so fired up. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, like let's go. Like I, I was, it's bizarre, but there's some drugs that you're like, that shit works too good. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, and you could see why some guys abuse steroids, right? Absolutely. When like you, you could see why. You yeah, the long term effects suck, right? We're, we're, but we're uh, what, what happens right now, society, right? So, yeah, like there's <laughs> who wants to live forever? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> check our cryo footprint. We do, but but yeah, man, like uh, that that I, I thought it was like when he got it, I'm like, damn it, this guy, it, it doesn't do any. Uh, it doesn't do justice to, I think, anyone who's really concerned about this virus. And I think you're allowed to be on both sides of the fence. I think the, the problem is, like, you're not allowed to care about the economy and then to care about um, health, right? Like, we've always said, you either care about one or the other, right? And I think you're allowed to care about both. Like, we've we've had this division where it's like, you know, one party only, you know, cares about the economy. The other party cares about your health and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I think you can care about both and admit that both are a concern and admit that this is, you know, like when, like, he was dismissive about it as a flu, which I thought well, he was just like, oh, it's flu season's coming up. This is just like any other flu. And it's like, listen, man, I, I get um, that that you overcame it. And there are the vast majority of people who will. I still think, dude, 200 some thousand people died. Like, you got to take it serious to a degree. Right. And I think if you're not going to agree as a society to say, hey, we're going to mandate masks or whatever it is federally then you have to keep some things closed, right? Because we can't play nice with each other. Like, I think I've said it before. What they should have told us was, if you wear a mask, you won't get it, and we would have done it. 
But the fact that Mass is for other people, we're like, nah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Whoever it is. <laughs> so did you see uh, uh, our governor here, our illustrious governor here in Florida, reopened everything? Like, I can't full, ever see like, him because he's not, Yeah, dude. He's not taller than a podium, so I can never see him at his press conferences. All I see is the hair. But you know, what, <laughs> you know what I find interesting, man? Because I figured, like, hey, you know what? You, you go... If the folks that that believe everything should be open at, at capacity, and you have you know like like the mom pop restaurants, right? Like like you you open. Yeah. I thought there would be like a, a flood of businesses just going like, okay, governor said we can do it, we're fully open, and it's been the opposite. Yeah. So they and I know they said that they even said for like you know for uh, the Miami Dolphins and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like they could open up full capacity. They're not. They're not doing it. They're like, not doing it, yeah. Yeah, like like the businesses actually in Florida are not following suit with what DeSantis said, and they're continuing to to sort of keep it at a limited capacity. Which, um, listen, I think if you're comfortable going out right now, good for you. Like, yeah, go out. Yeah, go for it. And, and, you know, be as safe as you can possibly be for yourself and for others. And if you're not comfortable going out, man, that's cool, too. Stay home, right? Like, uh, 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 I'm party of, like, you do whatever feels good for you. Um, but yeah, I think that's telling that in this state, especially with the stadiums, um, that you didn't say, all right, cool, let's go all in. Because I think if you, I'm, I try to put myself in the shoes of like, if I ran the Dolphins, uh, as a CEO, um, you weigh the pros and cons. If I open, right, there's obviously all this revenue, all this stuff. And then I look at the downside that I go, if there's an outbreak, now I'm back to zero. Whereas can I sustain and keep some people employed? Uh, and at least manage to have some kind of an atmosphere at my games if I keep it at 50% and I can do it safely. And the downside is my stadium's empty uh, or if half empty. I think, I, I think I'd stay at the half because the, the alternative is I go They're 100%. not at half, though, man. They're like at 15%, that, I think, something like that. But I, I think but they were saying that, it? They were saying that even, even at the 15%, they weren't selling all the tickets. Yeah, so it just goes to show as a society we're not ready. Like, well, I know. I mean, Miami was a was a hot spot here in Florida. Yeah, and so. but Jacksonville too, right? Like Jacksonville's open, Tampa Bay's open. People aren't flooding those games. And listen, Tampa is one that honestly, if I get an opportunity this year, I'm not a Bucks fan, but I'll go because I want to see Brady yeah. before he retires. Um, and I thought those tickets would sell out quickly, but I think to your point, they're not. You might might get an opportunity to get a, tickets to a game and be fine. And I think the way they've socially distanced some of those games, I'd be comfortable going. Like it's it's open air, you said it's if it's fifteen percent of the stadium, you're gonna have almost an entire row to yourself. I'm like, man, eh, I could do that. Like that's fine. Tickets on your phone or whatever it is. Like, I, I would definitely do something like that. Um, but yeah, I think it's telling that a lot of businesses are 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 erring on the side of caution because I think they recognize that the risk reward it's too great. Like the risk is that hey, we'll go back to nothing. And there are businesses that can't survive even at the 50%. So they're like, screw it. Like if you're a restaurant, dude, I don't know. As someone who's worked in, in accounting and in finance uh, for at, in the hospitality side, you can't survive as a restaurant on 50% capacity. Zero chance. So some of these guys that are doing it, I know are probably just maybe trying to break even or they're definitely losing money, but they're keeping some people employed. So there are restaurants that are doing it, I think, just to keep some of their people employed. There's restaurants that are doing it because maybe the takeout model is doing just enough. Um, cause obviously that's a higher margin model for them. So maybe they're, they're doing better there, but, um, yeah, I, you can't, there's certain businesses that at 50%, you're better off closed because really? the, yeah, the overhead to operate, think about a, a stadium. I'm shocked that at 15%, think about the amount of employees, 
you know, utilities, right? Like those lights at night, right? They stay on regardless of you. So, and I guess those lights would be on if the stadium was empty anyway, right? But you go, the do utilities they go on anyway, even if the game's not on? No, but I mean, the game's going on. So you're going to run oh, if the facility, right. right? So you have to run the facility. So you go right, right. For, from a utility standpoint, you're, you're, maybe it's not shifting as much or, or you do have concessions and all that that contribute a little bit to it. But you you have employees that you have to pay. You have cleaning. You have all this stuff. It's like, it, it doesn't make sense. The overhead costs for some of these places... I think people see sports and they go, they make so much money. It, you, they make so much money, but it costs so much money to operate that I think that often gets lost. Yeah. In that so you mentioned concessions. So I want to say it was in, in Miami in a, in a Dolphin Stadium. They stopped selling. Uh, I, I know I read popcorn. I don't, know if they, I don't know if it was everything, but they stopped selling popcorn because they said it was a reason. People were using it as a reason to not wear the mask. <laughs> and I was That's like, why we can't have nice like, things. of course. <laughs> of course, we would do that, man, dude. But do you think so? So with this, right, and and just with twenty twenty in general, and 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 COVID, it's like there's a, there's a there's a huge population that that think that like the world's falling apart, and I'm like, man, like I, I just you know we talked about this before where we think where 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 there's a lot of positivity that has come out of twenty twenty. Um, I, re- I recently read this um, this study that was done, and it was done with like eighty thousand people across the world, and they found that people want ninety three percent of the same things, and so the other seven percent is what differs, and that's essentially what we fight over. The seven percent. The seven percent. Yeah, so 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 it's like even even now, right? So you see, so in in this country, we we have our 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 presidential election coming up in 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 a you know less than a month from now, and the the bitterness, and we talked about this last week with the, even you in the office with the with the Obama shirt on, right? You know, many years ago, <laughs> I'm an asshole, and it's like the bitterness that we show towards each other, and in reality, we all pretty much want the same thing. And and we have some subtle differences, and it's those subtle differences that we end up fighting about, and it's just crazy. It is nuts, man. Because to me, I think you're right. We all want to be able to provide. We all want to be able to keep our family safe. We all we all want to be able to prosper, and and you know, I, I think live um, in a community where maybe you the decisions you make impact you, not necessarily what others do. Like I I think what separates us, and I always look at this as um. Unfortunately, the, in my opinion, the separations often are boiled down to these religious factors, which is interesting to me in a country. And I won't even get into the details because well, you can go religion, or you can go you know and or culture, right? Like, as long as you're not infringing the, on the other on the rights of other rights. people, right? Yeah. And and I think and I don't want to get into the you know, like pro or anti-abortion or pro or anti-gay marriage or what, but I think often like for me, I always boil down to I tell people all the time is like I'm a centrist. I like to consider myself a centrist. And I lean left or lean right on certain things. And almost always the humane factor to me leans left because I go, I just don't give a shit about what people do in their personal life if they're not hurting other people. Right. right? And and so I think and unfortunately, I think the main argument for that has become like a religious argument. But one of the things I've, I've kind of I think I've, I've um, accepted as I've gotten older is that people who make either um political or religious arguments for anything don't care about logical consistency right they just care that you comply with whatever principle it is that they've set out for (laughs) 
you guys always hear my mic boom going off. Um, like we don't necessarily like, you know, like you'll, you'll see certain things like they'll say, well, the Bible says this, but then we'll ignore all these other things or the constitution says this, right? Let's use that as a better argument, but then we'll ignore all these other parts of the constitution. Um, I think the people who are so passionate about one thing will ignore being logically consistent on something as long as you comply with whatever argument it is that they're trying to make. Like they just go, no, no, ignore that. But this, this part, like we never sit there and say, hey, how do we like, again, like how do we just step back and go, we all want the same thing to your point. We disagree on this stuff is can we just agree to disagree on this stuff, but not like rip each other's heads off over that stuff like it's just it's odd because like you think about even this presidential debate this is the most divided this country has ever been in my lifetime i feel like i wouldn't say all time because obviously that's not true but i would say in my lifetime this is the most divided this country has ever been i don't ever remember an election um being this contentious i don't ever remember a country being this just like either red team or blue team is just like and so i it's funny because you go, yeah, if you, we all just sat at a table, we'd all go, yeah, we all agree on like eight of these things. And these two things were like, eh. or maybe this one thing we're like, eh. and you go, can you live with that? If you go, yeah, like that doesn't change anything. Any of the other nine things, right? Right. We'd all be fine. But it's just. Do, do you? And I think that not I think, man, I know, like, obviously, television, media, social media you know, has a really big impact on, on, on at least the way that we feel about things, right? And one thing I brought up, my wife and I were talking about the presidential um, election coming up. And I asked her, I go, if you had, if we had no TV, no cell phones, and you never heard Donald Trump speak, right? Because I, listen, I'll be honest, I don't, I don't disagree with a lot of his policies. But I said this before, like, I just don't, I, I don't, I look at what the things that the guy says live, by the way, it's not like snippets that's taken out of, taken out of context. Taken out of context, yeah. I've seen his things live and the things that he says sometimes that, that rub me the wrong way. So just sort of like emotionally, right? Yeah. And so I look at him and I go like, man, like I just don't think this guy's like a good human. My, my opinion, right? Yeah. So whatever. But let's say I don't see any of that. I don't see any Facebook posts. I don't see any, in, in no social media, no television, no Fox News, no CNN, none of that. What do I think about how the country has run? Or what do I think about how, how I perceive the country has run for the last four years? And I go, it's no different than the four before that, or the four before that, or the four before that, or the four, before, like, you know what I mean? Like, I talked about this before, right? Where we go... I've made decisions in my life that has had have put me either in good or bad situations, and I plan on continuing to do that regardless of who's in office. Absolutely. Yeah, we have that, that conversation all the time, right, where we go, I don't know, man, whoever's been in office, I've always done progressively better, progressively worse. Uh, based on my decisions, right? It's never been, uh, man, if this policy would have been enacted, I would have been at this place. But because not, I I think it's, um, we're... um. There's a lot of us that are that want to blame other things for our failures. And I think politics is an easy kind of a, a we're tribal. Right. So you want to belong to to a tribe. Right. In this case, it would be a political party. But that's so huge, bro. That people don't massive. That. It's huge. massive. Uh, um, we as a species, it's ingrained in our DNA that we have to belong to a tribe. Right. And so um, and that's what the, the politics has become. Right. You're either left or you're right. You're a conservative. You're lib- like it's so divisive in that form. But it, it, we're humanly we're we're programmed to think this way. And so 
I always think like uh, there's never been a decision or or a time in my life where I was better off or worse off because of someone else. And I think we quickly want to, uh, uh, none of us want to, most of us aren't self-aware or want to accept responsibility. So it's easy to, to blame like a party or it's easy to blame outside factors. Um, and, and we don't hold ourselves accountable, right? Like, like, like if we hold ourselves accountable, I think, uh, you know, we would like, to your point, we would look at these candidates and say, okay, this one, I like this, this one, I like this. And you could make a decision and you, and you didn't have the news. You know, that's why sometimes I wish you could vote on somebody and not, um, and not see what party they're from. Like they just told you, here are the major issues. Right. Here's what they stand for. Uh, or here's what they're going to do about it. And maybe it's a two page thing that you have to read to go, here's where they stand on all this. Right. And here's where these people stand on all this. And then you can vote like that. And now granted, most of us would know where most people stand on stuff, but to your point, I bet you those two pages would look mostly the same with the exception of like two um, things. Like, I, dude, in the VP debate, they kept bringing up fracking. I don't know what the fuck uh, fracking dude. is. I mean, I know it's the <laughs> drilling and you're squirting water basically into the ground to basically shoot up stuff. And I'm like, okay. It, I'm, listen, I'm not going to be safe the earth I people. I didn't look into that, so I have no idea what yeah. fracking is. It's it's basically you sh- you shoot high pressure into the ground. It's a way to drill for oil, for ba- lack of a better. Like let's dumb it down. That like like okay. you're shooting water. Think of a uh, of a pressure washer. You're shooting down with such force that you're basically going to create a geyser. I, that's how I get it. If of, someone correct of me, of oil, wrong. of oil. Like you're that's a way to to extract oil from mostly in the sea. So that's how, if you ever watched the movie with Mark Wahlberg where he blows up the tanker or whatever, that thing, like, like that's what they're doing. They're basically fracking, they're drilling, whatever. Uh, so, um, and it was weird to me because, like, obviously there's a huge part of this country that's, like, super pro-Earth and blah, blah, blah. And what, and then there's a there's another part which is, like, no, but you're going to lose a bunch of jobs. And so, like, it, it just reminded me of, like, the scenario we're in now. We go, huh, let's destroy the Earth or do we keep a bunch of people employed? Like, it always comes down to that to us right yeah. it's so bizarre and i'm not saying which one is right or wrong i'm just saying it's interesting to me that we always go yeah i don't give a shit if we're dead in two years but i want to make money in those two years like or i want to be able to live in a house like it's weird that it comes down to that um but that's essentially the so why it's such a big political issue is because if you're anti-fracking that means you're anti-jobs and if you're gotcha, gotcha, pro-fracking okay. right like you're pro-job and that's like the only argument about it right like like no like you're not allowed to think one way or the other where i go yeah because the the, the environment i think that in in a lot of people's views the environment don't come over people correct so if right if if, if, if it's if it's costing people's jobs then you forget about the environment listen and i'm <laughs> full disclosure i do a whole bit about how i don't give a shit about the earth <laughs> And mostly because I have FOMO, like I hope this thing blows up the day after I die because I don't want to miss anything. <laughs> but that's just me, though. <laughs> that's why I'm being petty. <laughs> that's me being petty. Like the idea that you guys are going to keep living after I'm gone pisses me off. <laughs> so I hope we destroy this shit. But that's just me, though. <laughs> so go fracking. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's weird, man. Yeah, like we we always go like, where are the jobs at? All right, we're pro that. Like, I, you know, I don't know if we've talked about this on here before, but I always find it hilarious when candidates go like, he wants to take away the coal jobs. I'm like, who the <laughs> fuck uses coal? And why are you entitled to that job forever? People in Wisconsin. Yeah, I don't get that. Go no, get another job. I don't bro. know. Like, like where do where, where do they where do they mine? I don't know, coal? bro. I don't know where coal. But it's yeah, like coal people either. always be like, he wants to bring back coal, and they're like, yeah, I vote for him. I'm like, you, there's nothing else you could do, dude. 
They're like, oh, but my grandparents and my and my grandfather's grandfather, my, well, I come from a family of coal miners. Cool, you had a good run. Like, move on, bro. Like, I I, I never understand there's, that. Every movie about mining ends real bad. Yep, there's usually a bird that suffocates. <laughs> and a bunch of Chilean dudes that end up on the rocks. <laughs> At least they're going for diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> Watch that movie. I don't know. Just Google Chilean miners. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, it's wild. I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, it's such an interesting time. But it's so interesting as a species. What, we, what we've been programmed to think is more important than the other. It's, it's bizarre. Because like, to your point, we all probably care about the same stuff. We just absorb so much of this. Like, I think it's uh, uh, Colin Cowherd always says this thing where it goes... Um, He's like a, a, a sports a broadcaster, but he says, like, we look for affirmation, not information in the content that we consume. Right. So if you think, you know, like we were making fun of Kyrie last week, thinking the earth is flat. But if I believe that there's like an endless supply of articles and of videos online that Supporting will support it. that fact. Yep. Yeah. So anything you think, no matter how crazy you will find enough. I, I don't even want to call it evidence, but you will find enough stuff to support your argument. Um, to where people can't convince you otherwise, no matter how loony the idea can be. Um, so it's and unfortunately, we always look to okay, what can I look up or we watch stuff, we consume, we read stuff that just affirms things that we already believe are true. Yeah, um, it's weird, man. I want a, a, a news uh, station that's literally down the middle. I don't think we're ever going to get it. Yeah, but good luck with that. Yeah. Somebody was coming out with something like that. I can't remember who it was. Captain I, America, bro. Oh, but, so, yes. Um, but here's uh, my Chris, beef. Chris, Chris, Evans, Chris right? Evans. But yeah. my beef is that you know him to be very, very left sort of leaning. And so, so you're going to immediately yeah. people yep. on the right are going to go, nope, you're full of shit. Right. No matter yeah. how bi- uh, unbiased. Right. The, 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 the information can be politifact is probably close and where they do like i did read some politifact stuff on the the vp debate on hey they said this and here's what it really means and they said this and, and listen they called bullshit on both sides yep. um and we know that right we watch the commercials where they take a snippet it's out of context and they go oh so-and-so wants to take away your health care and it's like that's not true or so-and-so thinks you know wants to send your jobs to china it's like well that's not true yeah. so it's just it's like, even with biden's you know where they have the clip where he's like if you're like me your taxes are gonna go up, and then they and then they make it about like the 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 typical middle class, like your taxes gonna go up. And no, and what he was saying was that if you're if you have money like me, if you're in the top one percent, like yes, your taxes are gonna go up. Dude, that was Pence's default response to everything. It was hilarious. It's like, Kamala, what do you think about BLM? He's like, your taxes are going up, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Like, sir, you're not answering the question. Is that okay? Okay, we'll get to that later. Your taxes are going up, and then he just like that was a default response. It was, it was. But yeah, no man, I'm actually looking forward to um to this thing being over. Mm-hmm. As as much uh, can't wait. So as much content and and comedic value uh, <laughs> it has supplied, um, I am ready for the for shit to be over. Yeah, I'm over this this uh, whole political thing, and we can put it to rest for three years. And <laughs> exactly, yeah. I right, yo NBA finals, man. Ooh, the goat. Talk that talk, goat. Let's Ooh, go. Oh man, dude. Ooh. First of all, Game 5, I know Game 5 had those guys shook. So LeBron comes out and scores 40. Yeah, he did his thing. AD comes out and scores like 28, I believe. And then he, I think LeBron on, on like the last play, so those of you who didn't watch, it's like um, he does a heater up by one point. LeBron takes the ball, drives to the basket, kicks it out to the open guy who's, who's like wide, wide yes. open for three. Um, Danny Green and he misses, he atrociously misses. So did you and did you see he got death threats? Did you see the shot? 
Yes. It's, but they he got were, death threat. They were called for. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, I'm joking. I, I, that's a shame. But Him and his fiance. Yeah, that's a shame. Man. That was Listen, crazy. I've bro. never been so passionate about something about where I'm anything. like, I gotta, I, I'm going to tell this guy I'm going to kill him. Dude, this kind of goes like, back to what we just so talked about with the whole tribal shit. Yeah. Where it's like you got to belong to. And like, if you're a fan of a sport and you are willing to to put some, you know, to, to make threats on somebody's life based on an outcome of a game or an outcome of a of a shot, a catch, a throw, a, a, a soccer goal, whatever it is, you need to go get help. Yeah, good. Yeah, get a hug and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, seek therapy for sure. Like, I've never been that. Like, listen, I am unbearable when I talk shit about sports. Like, and you've seen me when I get into yeah, it. Yeah, but it's in yeah. fun. But it's in fun. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not willing to die on any of those hills. I just like to talk shit. Um, yeah, to see people online, man, and maybe some of it is just they think it's funny and it's not. I think um, someone who's really going to kill you is not going to tell you they're going to kill you. So but they were uh, getting like phone calls. Yeah, they were no, getting all kinds of stuff. It's a little crazy, a man. And I, yeah. and I do feel like. So if you're in the public eye, you have to kind of expect this kind of stuff. So then just do it to Danny. Don't do it to his to his fiance. Don't do so. So I did feel bad for that. Um, with that being said, I was going to start my own petition so he doesn't get a ring. Because <laughs> holy <laughs> shit, he played terrible. And that I, was a, I, that was uh, a really bad shot. Atrocious, bro. Did you know? And I and I'm and I'm kind of going seven year old with a, a little bit here, man. That so he's making like I think thirty million over two years who is that right no danny green okay no listen no listen is he yeah so so he made so 15 million right this past year they said the wnba as a whole was making like 14 million dude i don't quote me on that go google that no it's a little bit dude but it's yeah i make more money annually than the highest paid wnba player and that's not a flex that's like i do that because i went that's a damn shame yeah yeah dude i make more money a year than the highest paid wnba player wow bro have you seen the the, yo i mean i know i know they don't get the i know they don't get the crowds and they don't get the they don't get the 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 what we're looking for, you know, they don't get the, the media coverage and what yeah, have you. You don't get the, the the TV contracts, you know. Like but, the money has to be there for me to give it to you. Okay, so so yeah. I so I would understand if you go, hey, like LeBron made you know eighty mil this year, and WNBA players only made twenty, right? That would I could more believe that. Danny Green is not top five, is not top ten, is not top twenty players in the league. But that just shows how the market, right? Like the market dictated what Danny Green got. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying he just doesn't deserve yeah, yeah. what he got. Not, I'm not, not at all. No, he doesn't. But, <laughs> but I'm just going, wow, man. Yeah. If Sue Bird was open for that three, she would have sunk it. Yeah, dude. And Sue Bird is uh, on year 17 also. She's damn near 40, playing at a high level. Um, but dude, I think, you know, like people will get outraged about that whole, the salary disparity. I go, when was the last time you bought a ticket to a WNBA game? True. Argument over. Like, go, like go support true, them. True, yeah. yeah. Like go, go tune into a game. Like if the ratings were there, these women would make the money that, that they deserve. Right. But they're getting paid their market value right now. And so I, I like, I love the fake outrage from people where they're just like, like I saw a bunch of articles like about that, about oh, the green really? thing. And I'm like. Yeah, when was the last time you went to a WNBA game? Because I guarantee yeah. you, the critic me wrote never, that, never, not, yep. neither have I. I've never watched a WNBA game. I've like I, I have actually watched. Yeah, I, I don't care to. Like, listen, and I and this is not a disrespect to 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 the women's sports, but I think I do this with anything that I watch. I want to watch people do something I can't do. 
So, like, when you watch the WNBA, yes, they're definitely more skilled than I am. But I want to watch you, you dunk can, and you finish a ball, ball like that. Listen, I could take ninety percent of the WNBA one-on-one. Will, will dunk on I could be no, she won't. I guarantee you, she won't. I could be. I could be ninety percent of the WNBA one-on-one. You're crazy. I, out of shape bro. right now. Yeah. <laughs> listen. Do you think you're right, out of your mind? All right, listen. Uh, let's put it this way. Do you think that the Seattle Storm, the WNBA champions, yes, would beat the best? AAU team high school men. Yes. You're crazy. You're crazy. AAU? You talking about high school? Yes, dude. You're crazy, You're, bro. Dude, have you seen what these AAU teams are? They're a bunch of kids who are 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, they are. So do you think a, a, a WNBA team would beat a bunch of guys who are 6'7 and finish above the rim? No way, dude. Like, the number one AAU team in the country dude, is I, the roster to Kentucky. There's no way, dude. There's no way. I, no way. <laughs> Listen, and that's again. It's, as, a, it's a good point. As someone who has a, a daughter, it's listen, a good I, argument, bro. But athletically, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I, I listen, man. Again, I just don't. I, as someone who has a daughter, again, there's no. I would love for my daughter. If my daughter was in the WNBA to make more money or whatever. But I also understand that that the reality of the of the market, right? Like. I should be more supportive of the WNBA then. I should go watch them. I should go. But we don't because no, we want to be entertained by a certain style of basketball that the WNBA doesn't provide. If you're a basketball purist, then you love it, right? But I'm I'm not a basketball purist. I want to watch dudes dunk. And I want, or, or girls, right? If you could dunk like Brittany Grant, I'd watch her because she could dunk. And it's crazy, right? So I, I and I want to watch dudes on alley. It's not really that impressive. She's just really tall. Yeah. So I just, listen, I hope they get made made more money. I don't think you should have to be a cashier on weekends to make it through the WNBA. Like, that's a shame. Uh, I do hope they get endorsements. I just just thought, like, you know, Danny Green, he's a, listen, he's he's a good basketball player. Um, Earlier, like, probably two episodes ago, we talked about, you know, who would emerge as, like, the number three. I don't, you know, if anybody, it was Caruso, in, in my opinion, or Pope. It just depends on which game it was, yeah, right? Yeah, depends on which game. Somebody, somebody. Rondo, I would give Rondo last oh game. Oh, my God. Rand, Rand, Rondo came out crazy the last game. But, dude, so to go back, man, game five by Jimmy Butler was insane. Did you see the interview? So the interview afterwards, he does the interview, and when he gets up and walks off, dude, he walks off like an 80-year-old man. He's limping. Yeah, limping. Yeah. He like left it really bad, He was the bro. definition of I left it all on the court. Yeah. Twice. And, and remember, remember you said last week, you was like, you won't be able to do it twice. And he did it twice. He did it twice. But it showed yesterday. Yeah. He was gassed. He was gassed. And listen, I have so much more respect for Jimmy Butler after that series. Um, because, like, to your point, he carried that team on yeah. his own almost. I mean. But Lakers come out, you know, dominate game six. That's what I expected game five, by the way. I thought game five would work out the way game six did. I thought I was here watching. I'm like, this is not going to be close. The Lakers are going to come out and just smash these guys, and no one on the Lakers could hit a shot. It was yeah. it was ridiculous. You mean on the on the the Heat? No, the Lakers. I mean, game five. The Lakers. Oh, no one could sink yeah. a shot. Which I again, I will forever argue. LeBron has never had a good team around him, and that Lakers team is trash. The difference between yesterday was defensively they got going, and they should be right. They're so long and athletic. They locked down, and then they all they needed to do was hit a couple shots, and then they started shooting with confidence. And basketball is so much about confidence and, like, the swagger and the rhythm you get into. Um, and it showed yesterday. Like, all you needed was a couple of these role guys to knock shots down, and they were feeling themselves, and they just, like, you know, ran away with it. But there isn't a single guy on that team that you win as a third option that you could rely on. Not one. No. And to me, if you get that team an enforcer and a spot-up shooter who can drain shots consistently, they're going to repeat. I just don't. I just don't think you can be Anthony Davis and LeBron, 
and if they have a shooter, like a like a viable third option. Do you do like a like a Chris Paul? At the point? No, because he needs the ball, right? And so does I don't LeBron. Think he does man? See, I don't. I don't. I'm I'm trying to think of who's the who's the spot up shooter in the league now that we go like don't you know like who's the Ray Allen of the league today or, or the you know obviously Curdy he's not going there so like who's someone that you go oh, okay that can be a spot up jump shooter because that's they don't have anybody that can shoot to save their life they have streaky shooters they don't have any pure shooters um but you, you know what the LeBron dude is Colin Cowherd again uh, said something great today where he went MJ needed Pippen. And Phil Jackson, LeBron needs a basketball. He consistently takes <laughs> the most garbage teams and garbage head coaches to a finals. And I know people are going to knock because he's lost six of them. But, dude. Did he lose six? He's lo- He's been there ten times, man. Wow. And and, and if but you think about it, he but, went in but 07. He's been, the ba- he's been the best basketball player, essentially, Almost as soon as he gets in the league, yes. maybe not 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 the maybe not the first two years. No, or whatever. you figured Kobe was that was his era, right? right? Yeah, but shortly thereafter, man. I mean, the guy's been the best basketball player in the world for a long period of time. I think it's a travesty that he doesn't win the the MVP. Like like to give it to Giannis. Like no offense to Giannis, I think he's a great basketball player. However, as you can see, like if if LeBron is on that Milwaukee team, they win the title. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's not even close. Like, yeah, you're not getting they're not getting bounced no. by Miami. You could put LeBron on the Timberwolves tomorrow and they're in the Western Conference Finals. No one in the history of the NBA moves the meter like that, dude. No one. You could put LeBron on the Magic tomorrow and they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. You could put LeBron on the Pelicans. Come on, to Orlando, they're baby. In the Western, yeah, they're in the Western. Like, no one has ever shifted. So, last year the the Lakers obviously don't get in because he's hurt, so he doesn't play. Right. The first opportunity he gets where he plays a full healthy season. And listen, I know people are going to put an asterisk. I would say this is a harder title to get. Dude, the bubble. Harder title I, to get. Dude, if, if, if you put an asterisk by this one, you clearly didn't watch. No. Because these guys were balling out. I'm talking about all the teams. Yep. The level of play, yep. I've never seen dude, it. It was high. crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only one I, was, I would say that, that sort of underperformed was the Clippers. Yeah. But I go, did they underperform? Or is this what... Or, or, or was Utah are. that good? Yeah, yeah. Is Utah that good? And did we give the Clippers too much credit because of how they looked on paper? You know, and, and because again, I, and it's easy hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But I go, what has Paul George done in this league to to make us give him so much credit? And then I would say Kawhi, man, Kawhi won a ship with a dynasty, the San Antonio Spurs. And then Toronto, obviously, he won one there, but Toronto made it damn near to the Eastern Conference Finals without him. So it makes you wonder, like, yeah, he was the piece that took them over that hump, but they were clearly very well coached, and it's a it's a good roster. Yeah, dude, LeBron, I'm like, if you look at the stats playoff wise, he's number one in almost every stat, and obviously a lot of that is longevity because he's been there. But again, that's part of the equation. Like availability matters, and so he he's number one in almost everything except made three pointers, which I think that's Steph. LeBron's number two. And so oh, you're going, he's number two in made playoff three-pointers behind arguably the greatest three-pointer in Hitler history. he's not a three-point shooter. Not at all. Right, I wouldn't categorize him as that. No. So he did pass Derek Fisher um, with most playoff wins. Yep. So I looked at that top 10 of most playoff wins. You know who three of them are? Hmm. Mono Ginobili, Tony Parker, and Tim Duncan. Yeah. Right, so they were on that, that San Antonio team that... Because that, 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 they made I the playoffs every year. was a dynasty, right? It was. 
And and that's the other part of my argument is is I would say LeBron had harder paths to his titles. LeBron had that San Antonio dynasty. He had the Golden State dynasty. He played in a league where people can switch teams. So as much shit as people will say, well, he joined the Heat. Okay, he joined the Heat with a washed up Wade and then a, a Bosch who really wasn't Bosch when he got there. But so did everyone else. Who did they lose to in the in the last one? Uh, San Antonio. Oh, they did. They lost to San Antonio. So, so, they, so they beat them once. They, and they lost. Yeah, once. they got they got beat by Dallas. They won back to back. So I think they beat. Uh, I can't remember who they beat. But I they, who they beat. Well, one of them beat, was San Antonio. They beat San Antonio once. I can't remember who. Oh, um, Oklahoma. The Oklahoma team with Kevin Durant, James Harden. And um and uh, Westbrook Westbrook. So they beat that team. And granted, that was a young team, but they beat that team for a final. Um, and then they lost to they beat San Antonio. Then they lost to them, which again, San Antonio, uh, all top three greatest coach of all time, and probably of the top thirty greatest players of all time. San Antonio had two or three of them. Yeah. Definitely the two two of the greatest European players of all time. Um, so he had to overcome these dynasties. Jordan. And I don't want to because I think we can we can appreciate both eras without always pitting them against each other. But I will say, man, Jordan, like the the Pistons were on the downtrend, right? And he had the and he basically beat them when they were kind of at the end of their run. They weren't in their prime. And then he beat the Lakers in the finals at the end of their prime. And then after that, man, like who? I I don't know, man. Like hold on, who did know? They didn't play against the Lakers, did he? Yeah, he beat his first title was against the Lakers. Oh yes, the first right. one, right? So the first one, then he. So like to me, I would go. Can you imagine if like Charles Barkley joined that Utah team in their prime? That's what LeBron's had to overcome. Was like Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Draymond Green. I wouldn't even actually leave Draymond out. Uh, Clay, Steph, uh, Durant are gonna be Hall of Famers one day. First ballot. And that's the type of teams LeBron had to overcome. And he did it almost on his own from a 3-1 deficit. Like, I, I just think that we we get so caught up in comparing the don't, two. Don't tell Kyrie that. Uh, listen. <laughs> and and he almost did it. They lost to them, but he was without Kyrie, without love, and he still almost did it. Matthew Dellavedova was the second best player on that yeah. team. Can, dude, Jordan well, was, I was not I was doing probably, that with Matthew probably Dellavedova. Tri- probably uh, Tristan. Tristan Thompson. Maybe. But again, can you imagine you give Tristan Thompson and Matthew Dellavedova to Michael yeah, yeah, Jordan? They're, they're like it's not. it's just not I I I just like, You know, you know what I think, man, is like so people will make the argument of Jordan won six titles. Um Jordan never lost a championship. Um and then of course they make the argument of, oh, if he never left to go play baseball, then they probably win eight. Well, probably what you know, whatever, right? I really think it's that killer instinct that Michael Jordan had. That's probably unmatched. A close second is probably Kobe. Kobe, right? Uh, of that, of that killer instinct. I gotta take the last shot, or like I'm, or like you know, like the last shot. Like I'm, I'm gonna have the ball. Whereas LeBron is is more than willing to to sort of find the open man or make the right pass. Yeah. He makes the right to get ball, to right. get the right right to get the right shot. Um, where as fans, I think we go, yo, this is you're the guy. Take the shot. And so I think that that part of that, you know, part of the whole like, oh, he's not not the greatest. It may never be settled until he really until until his era is over, until he retires. And then folks look back and go, holy shit, what a career this guy has had. Like, it's insane. Right. Because he's at how old is he now? What, 35? Yeah. Still playing. Still playing at a very high level. He's the best player in the league by far. Absolutely. So you figure he's going to have other opportunities. Does he win another chip? Maybe, maybe not. Does he make it? Yes. He's going to another final. Absolutely. At some point. Absolutely. And it'll probably be next year. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think he gets there next year. I, I do worry about their lack of role players, so I think they need to address that on that team. He's in the Western Conference Finals, like, as at a minimum. Right. And I think if he gets into the, the, the finals, who on the East Coast beats that team? I just don't see it. Um, did, who, who, would, who do you think is the greatest quarterback of all time? You know, right, right away, my mind goes back to as a kid and what I remember. Joe Montana. Right. Like, okay. But I have to go Brady. Okay. How many Super Bowls has Brady lost? Two? No, three. Three. He Do we three. hold those against him? No, but but he won what? He won more than he lost. He won more than he lost. And the guy and and similar similar to, to LeBron, the guy basically went to the to the to the Super Bowl like Ten times? Every, every other year every, that he's been yeah. in the league. I think but like I think my, my point is like it's so unprecedented and LeBron has become like he's got us accustomed to like the other day he went like twenty eight, you know, ten rebounds and like eight assists and we're like trash ass game. Like <laughs> <laughs> We've set the bar so high for LeBron. Yeah, I think w- one day the the problem is is while he's playing, it's hard to appreciate it, especially if you're someone who roots for a trash team and LeBron's always like like giving it to your team, right? But we're gonna look back on this and go, this is stupid. Like what this guy was able to accomplish in the era that he accomplished it. Because listen, I think we can separate this and say greatest of their generation, right? So you go Jordan, greatest in the '90s, Kobe, 2000 to 2010, right? That was his era. And I think LeBron, you go 2010 to 2020 right now, at least, right? That's LeBron's era. And who knows, man? He's playing at this level at 35, which is insane to me. If you get him to the point where he's got role players, where he doesn't have to play 40 minutes a game during the regular season, this guy could play into 40. And he yeah. said yesterday, like, oh, I'm going to play for a long time. I was going to say, he's he's at least going another five years. Yeah. So does he win one? Maybe two? if he ties Jordan, do you put him ahead? Do you hold the losses in the finals against him? For me, no. But I mean, obviously, there people will, will. There will be folks that 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 will, right? And of course, they always go, "Oh, what well, he plays in the, you know, in like a softer era." But I let me let me tell you, couldn't bro, disagree more with that. I don't disagree with it. However, I do think that you put him back in the in Jordan's era with his frame. Yeah, he's, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah, he's built Dude, because one on one against Jordan, that. he would smoke Jordan. Because oh, yeah. he's a physical, he's too big. He's too big. He, he and and anybody like you're just being crazy if you don't think that he, LeBron is way too big for Jordan. He's too big. Too big. He's too big. And then, and then his athleticism is insane. He looks, dude. I've seen Le, I so I've seen LeBron and I've seen Kobe. Kobe is the most graceful player I've ever seen live in my life. Like. I remember what I and I've watched him and yeah, I had good seats. I've, and I've watched him, him in Magic. shitty seats. Yep, and I've watched him. <laughs> I see. Sorry, I seen him beat the Magic. Actually, I was at the game where he won his last title. Oh, so oh, we went to we went to yeah one. we went to one in that in that series right. Yeah, I was at the game where he clinched, dude. Kobe and and I've seen him sitting up close and I've seen him sitting up in the rafters. It was easy to spot which one was Kobe if you didn't even if you couldn't even see the number on the jersey if you were sitting in the nosebleeds. Like his his gracefulness, like I can't even explain it. He's the he's the the most pure basketball player I've ever seen in my life. Like Kobe, the way he moved, the way like he was just different, and and he just looked so graceful doing it. And you just went that guy there. I don't know what that little ant is. Like even if you're sitting in the rafters, you went that ant is better than the other ants. Like without right. knowing who was LeBron, didn't even look like a basketball player. I've seen LeBron live a bunch, and he looks like a linebacker playing basketball. Like he's built so so like physically imposing that you just go that looks awkward. 
but he just <laughs> like just powers past people. You see, you see yeah. that smacked in the face and somebody's holding him and he still hits the layup and you're just like hot. Like, what do you have to do to that guy? You have to quadruple team him well, and you figure, make a pass to Danny Green. Right. You figure <laughs> like if he's in the 80s and the 90s, right? Then he's fine. People are tackling him. Yes. Yeah. He's getting hit. He's getting punched. Yeah. But you go, he's also gets but to he's do that also to gets you. To, right. That's right. And you go, if you're Dominique Wilkins or you're Michael Jordan and you're that scrawny, because Jordan, right, came out and said, I had to put on weight. I had to lift weights because I was getting smoked by that Pistons by the team. Pistons team yep. So you're, LeBron is built for that physicality. Like, I never understood when people were like, oh, he couldn't last in that era. Are you great? Like, do you see the size of this guy? I also think, too, like, we give Jordan a pass. Like, oh, had he played those two years? I go, if LeBron would have done what Jordan did, we'd have been like, what a whiny ass dude. He quit on his team for two years. That's that's exactly what the narrative would have been like. Look, this guy quit on his team. He went to co play baseball because he was whining. He couldn't take the pressure. And he could, like, can you imagine? Like, Jordan came out and basically said, like, "Yo, all this shit got to me. I quit. Like, I hate this." That's basically what he said. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. I, I was like, mentally, I can't take this. I'm out. If LeBron would have done that, we would have shredded him to pieces. But Jordan were like, nah. We're going to give him the pass on that. Like, it's just we don't even hold him to the same standard. And I think that in itself explains to you, like, how good LeBron is. And I hope we can look back and appreciate all of them. But understand that what LeBron has done, dude, is so unprecedented in any sport. Like, no one in any sport will ever move the meter like that. Yeah. And and there's not even anybody coming in right now that I'm going like, okay, that's the air. No, there's a few good guys, right? But but I'm going like no, like that's not. Remember when LeBron first came in, like you knew like this dude was really special. Yeah, and there are some talented guys coming in. Don't get me wrong, but you know it, it'd be interesting to see when that next caliber of player comes into. Oh the yeah, league. dude, Nike, who is world class, right? Uh, uh, probably world class executives, uh, world class operations. Nike at 18 gave LeBron like a, almost a hundred million dollar contract without him stepping foot onto an NBA court. You think about how many players Nike has seen, how many have gotten that kind of deal? Yeah, none. None. Because and they and I think maybe Zion got a decent I don't think it was that, but Zion might have gotten a decent contract from them, but they've never looked at anybody else and said they owed it to him because he uh busts his foot through yeah. the sneaker. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, I just think we we uh yeah, we we underappreciate how good this guy is in this era in this era of hey, yeah, people change teams and people stack teams. And so he's had to go against stack teams. He's and, and with that, yeah, he's joined teams where he's had um, good players, but I, I I still argue he's never had as good of a roster as Jordan had. Never had as good of a coach, and still somehow manages four titles in an in a league where and we've had three dynasties. Four titles with four different coaches, right? Yeah. Well, no, is it four different coaches? Well, you got to go. No, 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 because you got you got two in Miami, so two is Spolstra. Two is Spolstra. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. But he got but he got one for Tyrone Lue, right? And he got yeah, one, one for Tyrone Lue. He got one for no, that, that that's it. And Vogel. and Vogel, yeah, and Vogel now. Which yeah, man, like like shout out to that man. I thought that was I, I thought it was beautiful. I loved um, Davis's respect towards LeBron, like understanding, um, like yeah, like this guy is on another level. Not going like, hey, it's a me, me, me. He even made a comment. I hope. That they stick to this where he said, I want to win 10 more with this guy. Like they asked him about it and he goes like, I, I want to win 10 more titles. Like this is insane. Like, and, and there was also a story that came out where he had said, no, I'll guard Jimmy because LeBron's already doing everything else. So like wow. there, it's not lost on AD, I think, the greatness. Whereas Kyrie looked like, like, well, damn, how come I'm not getting the attention anymore? You know right. I mean? And I think Dude, AD's I you, like, and, I don't give a shit. We're here. We're winning this. Like, just listen, you guys follow whoever you want. Like, and I, I told you, Kyrie made that comment of that and every team that he's been on he's been the clutch guy he's out of his mind no and 
I don't think that's as crazy as the flat earth shit or the no coach thing. <laughs> <laughs> because I I don't think so. I think one of the faults or, or the things that people get caught up on in LeBron is comparing him against Jordan is their game is different. Yeah, like maybe LeBron and I think statistically LeBron is actually as good of a closer as anybody has ever been, but I think we get so caught up in we, we you know we we envisioned the the shot over Craig Elo by Jordan right and we envisioned the the because Jordan's career highlight is the once over oh, the, Byron Nelson right oh, the push off one oh, the push off one yeah Byron Russell uh, uh, Byron, Byron Russell sorry I said Byron Russell oh my God it's a golf <laughs> um, but so but that's become Jordan's career highlight that we think Jordan did that forever and it, that wasn't true Jordan missed a ton of those but he made his fair share um, and so we get caught up in low LeBron has to do that for us to respect them where LeBron's game I would always say it's a mix of magic and and Jordan. And if you're going to go rings, then Bill Russell's the greatest player of all time. So it's right. clearly not rings, right? It, it, yeah, I mean, shit, if you want to go rings, Robert Ory. Yeah. Over both of them. Over both of them. And then, unison, Jordan changed he the league. seven. Ory? I think Ory has Is seven. He did, what, three with the Lakers? Uh, two with Houston? Oh, San Antonio. I'm, he got yes. two in San Antonio. I'm pretty Antonio. sure he That's has seven. Right. Oh, Robert yeah. Ory has seven rings. Now, good for Robert Ory. Yeah, no, no, good for him. He but looked obviously like, he wasn't the guy, but you know what? Like that guy was was clutch. Oh, you yeah. know, like in, if it was last seconds and there was and he's open for a three, he's drilling. Dude, how many? Again, so going back to the play with Danny Green, which I was critical of, right? But I because I felt like it was a career defining moment for LeBron. Like I'm like, man, that could be one of those where you hit this shot. You you kind of that's the Jordan to but also also the, the Jordan to to Paxton. Yep, Jordan to Paxton, Jordan to Kerr, to right? Kerr, yep. The the Kobe or Shaq to Ori, the you know right. the Duncan to Ori, the you know because Ori knocked down that shot a lot. Derek Fisher has knocked down yep. that shot a lot, and we don't knock those guys for it. So you know, right basketball play. I think I was infuriated by the idea that listen, that's such a career defining moment. I would have liked to see him just go to the rack and force them to foul him, but you go actually man like to your point he was wide open and and i think he just rushed a shot that he, he must have thought like i have one second i gotta throw this up he did say that um that he almost like in the moment didn't realize how much time he actually had yeah it was so bad and i go or how open he was and if you're gonna knock him then you gotta knock the pass from morris trying to get it into davis which is an atrocious pass which i, mean, I go dude bad. just take two dribbles in and take a floater or like like yeah and uh, hindsight's 2020 20 always but uh i think that those high pressure situations right it, it's the the game's moving fast you know you don't have time to look up at a clock and look down because that takes a second you know whatever it is so um you know, I, I'm glad they were able to pull it out. I really wanted him to get that. I think the competition in the bubble was as high as it's going to get. And the lack of fans, you could argue either or, but I would say put everyone on an even playing field. Right. And so you never had the home court or non-home court advantage. I, I just think this one's harder. I also think Dude, mentally. I liked it, bro. I loved I, it. I, you know what? And, and and you know how the how college basketball does the, the, the neutral fields mm-hmm. or ne- the neutral stadiums for for their, you know. The bowl uh, games? For for their no 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 for the um, college football does that but college basketball oh I'm sorry okay for yeah, the yeah. for the tournament for the tournament like why not do that for the NBA dude you might be onto something there like why not I was I've never watched more NBA basketball the only time I can remember watching this much NBA basketball was probably in Jordan's last year run where I wanted to catch every single game that he played because you kind of suspected it was his last run dude I've never watched this much basketball. I watched the regular season stuff when it started in the bubble, and maybe because I was just thirsty for any kind of entertainment. I'm definitely some of that. But I felt like the level of competition, the sense of urgency, and every game was was like was palpable. Like you, every game you felt like mattered because they did, 
And so to me, that makes it entertaining when the stakes are high. Like, I don't want to watch sports where the stakes aren't high. And and so, like, that's why I can't watch, like, NBA November, like, 15th. Like, it just it doesn't matter, right? Like, on the normal season. But you watch NBA, you know, in June, July, and the, and the stakes are that high. Or I should say May, June, uh, and the stakes are high. It's It's so good, man. And I felt like the bubble was just so good. And I think the part that we discount is the mental aspect, man, of... So if you get down, say the Denver Nuggets, it's what I thought what they did was was so impressive. You're down 3-1. You've been in this bubble for two and a half, three months, right? Like mentally, you're, you're like, I want to go home. I haven't been able to leave. I haven't been, like, I'm depressed. I'm like, I, the anxiety of it. And you just go, guys, if we just lose, we're fucking out of here. Like, I think that's a real thing that people have to fight off daily when you're in that bubble. And so to have the willpower to keep like, no, man, we want to win this title and, and, and right. like stay the course. I, I think that's underrated, man. I think that's what to me made the Denver thing so impressive where these guys I went like you could just lose tonight and be home tomorrow with your families. And and I know some of them, like they said, like this bubble thing sucks. And weren't, weren't they down three one? Twice, 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 right? man. Is yeah, so yeah, no, kudos awesome, to those guys, yeah, man. dude. And kudos to NBA. And I know no one gives a shit about hockey, but NHL, zero positive tests in their bubbles to anyone, either players or uh workers or anything like that. So the bubble thing and the social distancing, and yeah, the, we have and not mentioned NHL. Works. Um, meanwhile, yeah. right, Tampa Bay Lightning came up with the Stanley Cup, so. Congrats to those guys. Local like you team, said, man. man. Shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kudos to those guys for no for no positive tests. Dude, I know we I know we are running long on time here, man. We're we gonna get into NFL or what? Listen, we don't have we don't have we do whatever the hell we want. Mm. We don't got no sponsors. We, we can't cancel us. Y'all hang up, stay on, whatever you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, just get into your office, throw your headphones on, keep listening. <laughs> dude, I don't have much on the NFL this week, but I gotta talk about Dak Prescott, man. I mean, this dude, so that guy had one of those injuries. Where you just go, I mean, on the I saw it. So sorry. So I didn't see. I didn't see it happen live. Oh, I did. Um, and I watched it on on a prime time, and they blurred it out. And I'm like, so bad. and I'm like, if they blurred it out, it's bad. It must be. Was it was it similar to um, Alex Smith? Uh, I mean, did, did, Alex did it, did Smith looks more uh, gory looking, I right, guess, like right. thing. But it was that bad where you went, "Oh, that's broken." Dude, I was sitting with my brother, we're watching it, and Tony Romo goes, "Hopefully, it's just a cramp." And I'm like, "No, dude, his leg is bent in the wrong direction. That's not a cramp." Oh wow! Like it was it, like where the shin was, it was literally bent the complete other way. Where you can tell it was a. I think I text you and I go, yeah. "That doesn't look good." Like it was. Uh, it was clearly broken. I watched it live, and he was down, and, and I remember, to, and you know, you just saw him go down. And you thought, okay, it was a hit, whatever. He'll get up in a second, and and again, you hear Tony Romo go, oh, hopefully it's just a cramp because Zach is like holding his leg. But when you see the direction his leg is in, you're like, oh, that's not good. It's over. Like season's over. Did they show the replays? They didn't show. They showed one replay, yes. and dude, I almost had to look away when you see the hit and right. the way his leg bent. It was one of those ow, and you had to look away. Like, dude, I and listen, I've been critical of the contract demands. I think Dak is should think he's worth that much or whatever, right? Like we all think we're worth whatever amount. Um, so I'm never gonna knock Dak for that. But I hate to see him go down like that, man. Like, like I, I, it, it just sucks so bad because I don't. You like I, you hate to see any player really, man. Right. Do that, dude. That's your livelihood, eh? That's that's your health. That's just your. And it looked like one of those injuries where you just went. That's that's a year, maybe two. That's mentally you have to overcome that. And then I immediately went to, and you have no contract. And yeah, like he has the he he was he was franchise tag. Yep. So he only really has this year, 
And then you figure, right, like once he goes into surgery and the year's over, they just don't re-sign him. Yeah, dude, like, and, and so I always try, like, I, when I look at Sportsman, I always try to look at the, um, what the business side of me would do, right? And then what the, the fan or, like, the emotional part of me would do, right? And, I, and so the emotional part of me always thought, like, listen, Dak, good for you. If you get 40 or whatever you're asking, fine. He turned down, like, four years, 34 and a half mil. Um, per year, right? Per year. And as a businessman, I went, dude, that's, uh, that's pushing that's it. That's pretty good. That's pretty damn good. You should take that because I wouldn't give you that. I didn't think he was worth that. Um, and then with this injury, dude, he's technically no one has to sign him, right? You're coming off an injury. someone, And you and maybe the Cowboys do like like handle yeah. this with their heart and not their heads. I was going to say, I wonder, I wonder what. So, you know, Jerry Jones, obviously older. I wonder if his emotions come into it and he goes you know what, like, that's my guy. Um, no, you're not getting four years, 36 million, but I'll sign you to something. Yeah, like he, he um, somebody said yesterday, like, give him ha- like $500 million. You're out of your mind, right? 500 Yeah, the, the Patrick Mahomes deal, the 10 years, oh, 50. Yeah. You're out no, of your mind. I'm Patrick sorry, Mahomes yeah. is a transcendent talent. That contract is is first of its kind for a reason. This I don't want. I don't want to digress. But did you see that throw? Some of the throws he did yesterday. Yeah, dude, there was one that he's running left. He throws right on a guy coming across the field to his left. It, it was insane, dude. He's and, it, and, it, and he lost the game, but his still, his talent is is insane, dude. He has like Aaron Rodgers arm strain, uh, or or accuracy, I should say, but more arm strain. And then he reads defenses like uh, a, a Peyton. Like, I can't even. He's such a. I, I wish they brought back the whole sports science thing and do a whole thing on Mahomes. Uh, it would be fantastic because he is a once in a lifetime talent. Like, once in a lifetime. Uh, um, and he's what? Two years in the league? Dude, he's, yeah, he's like oh, 25 years old or something. I think this is third year. He's like 25. I think actually third year as a starter. So he might be four years in the league okay. or something like that. He. Uh, yeah, dude, he yeah, he's transcendent. So it, it's different. I think I I the DAC to me the thirty five would have been fine, and I feel bad because now you're going with no contract. Maybe they franchise him again and give him the you know the thirty or the twenty six or twenty seven whatever the franchise no would call for, and you do it one more time or do you give him a long? No, you. Yeah. I mean, again, I would the business you, guy in me is not going to give you that. Give you the, the, no. the doesn't franchise tag you. You go, hey, you know, you're part of the family. You know, we'll give you. You know, whatever. Let's say it's twenty mil a year. Let's say it's even fifteen a year. Like, and then he has the opportunity to turn it down and say, "Nah, I want to." You know, I'll, I'll, I'll shop around. Um, but man, that I, I hate to see guys go down like that. And then the fact that he's always been sort of a, a, a an underdog player, even yeah. coming out of college. Right? He wasn't supposed to be a starter anywhere. The guy comes in, makes a name for himself, um, does well, puts up numbers. The Cowboys don't necessarily they don't always translate to wins, um, but definitely puts up numbers that 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 a quarterback would get paid, you know, top dollar for because they always play from behind. Um, <laughs> and that might be, you know what? And I there think, is, I think there that's is some why truth you always play from behind. There is so, some yeah. truth to that. Um, but but definitely, I man. would have loved to see how he finished yesterday when it would have been a close game because it would it was a close game which. I would argue it shouldn't have been. So that was that was my beef with yesterday. That's like, why I didn't watch. When you were texting yeah. me, I'm like, I'm not watching. It was a great game. game. Man. It, it was, was a re- fantastic. It was the best game of the weekend by far, except for maybe the Seattle game at it. But it was a fantastic game. But I would argue it shouldn't have been. 
Like Cowboys should have been up three touchdowns out of the gate. Um, To me, the stats I don't pay attention to with him because he's doing that when people are playing prevent and people are playing like cover three and and the safeties are 30 yards off the ball. Like I'm just not under the corners. man, when you're putting up 400 yards a a week. I can't, dude, because again, if you watch the games. In most most cases. But but he's down three touchdowns every week. So everything, and I hate this about, and someone school me, maybe I just don't know enough about football. I hate when teams get up big. And the defense you've been playing this whole time has worked. And then suddenly, and they because they go, yeah, they go passing. These guys go prevent or they go soft zone. And so there's guys 20, 30 yards off the ball. So all he does is dink to guys. And then if people don't make tackles, these guys are gone. And it, like, so like the, the stat, I'm not going to give you that credit. Now, if he's throwing 450 and they're up, you know, three touchdowns every game and doing that stuff, like, all right, that's all you. But you're down, then you basically eliminate the running game. You're throwing 60 times. I, I, I just can't. I just. I, I just don't it's not as impressive to me but you know with that said man i don't want that guy to get hurt I, and then for all for all the accounts you hear about Dak, he's an exceptional human being right. and so you hate to see that happen to such a good guy man like i was i watched that man and i was like i said when i saw the replay of the initial break i had to look away because i was just like i like it, it punched me in the stomach like I hate when that happens to pro athletes because you know what they put into that. But someone like him, where you just go, man, like, yeah, and his twenty twenty has been extra fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he had a had brother. It. He had a brother pass. Mm-hmm. Um, um, he, I know he dealt with some with some mental sort of some some mental illness issues. Yeah, he doesn't have parents, man. He's like, there's this whole story behind him where you just go, I want him to get whatever it is that he wants. I just think with the business side of me, I couldn't do it right, but. Um, as a person, you just go, man, how much can one person endure? And when I saw that injury, I just went, God, man, like this poor guy, man, is just, um, again, a, a good leader of men. His teammates seem to respect him. No one has ever said a bad thing about him. They're like, man, he's one of the nicest pro athletes I've ever been around. Um, you just want to see good things. I didn't want to see that happen, man. Like I listen, I enjoy being right more than anybody as far as like the sports uh, takes go. I don't want to be right like that. I don't want to be like, so you got hurt, like because that wasn't my thing against Dak at all. I I just thought uh, for what you got, the money wasn't worth it. But I now I'm kind of like I hope people give him whatever he wants because I just want to see him get paid, man, and 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 see a guy like that who was willing to take the franchise side because he could have sat out, right? That's the other yeah. side of this. But you figured he, he believed in himself. Yeah, enough, absolutely. Right? To go like, you know what? I'll prove that I'm worth this to you. And he put his money where his mouth is, right? Yeah. And, and you have to respect that as well. And then now you go, had he taken the contract, he'd had guaranteed money for the next three, four years. And you don't know what happens here. Who knows? Again, man, maybe the Cowboys do this with their hearts and do right by him. Um, but yeah, man, that yeah. sucked, dude. Is he not? Yeah, dude, the, the NFL come on, was trash. Come on, Jerry Jones. Put up some of that old money. Yeah, man. And Jerry Jones has been known to to pay with his heart sometimes. So Yeah, and that's what I said. And I think that he's come out and said that they've had oh, they have a, a great relationship. So, you know, we'll see we'll see where that goes. Well, well, man. But uh dude, the NFL was trash. Um uh, other than the Russell Wilson. Listen, I that did you see the drive? You you will call him Mr. Listen, Russell Wilson. I'm gonna from call now him on. I'm gonna call him DK Metcalf. Teammate had a phenomenal game last night. <laughs> he lucky that DK Metcalf can catch <laughs> even when he's triple covered. <laughs> Dude, you know what? That that play, like what a defining moment in that game. So Minnesota Vikings are playing the Seattle Seahawks. Shout out to Arlene. Arlene, I know you you love you and your love, you love your Seahawks. Um Minnesota Vikings are down in the red zone. It's like fourth and inches. They go for it um, to pretty much end the game. 
they get stupid they call. get stuffed stupid call yeah because they could have kicked the field goal and went up by eight yes which is the right thing to do yes. I, in, in my opinion and russell scores anyway i'm not but now you force them to go for two and you go into ot if correct you, yeah stupid and call. and so but then russell wilson mr russell wilson i'm gonna say it for you because i know you know you 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 gotta you gotta humble yourself right sierra's now. husband had a good game <laughs> Mr. I don't know Sierra's last Mr. name, but, but Mr. Her. Russell, Wilson. Mr. Sierra, <laughs> Mr. Russell Wilson, <laughs> down the field was about ninety four yards or so, dude. Yeah, scores with with pretty much on the on fourth down. Yep, and had a fantastic throw, yeah, uh, to DK Metcalf, which actually he hit DK Metcalf in the end zone one time. He catches it and it gets punched out. It gets punched out, and then he does it again. Um, you know, which depending on the year in the NFL, that's a catch or not a catch or what I don't right, know the rule right, anymore. Right. I don't know what the rule is anymore. But either way, DK Metcalf is a and he's going to be an all time wide receiver, dude. That's a big dude, dude. He is big. He is. Uh, uh, his hands are insane. Yeah, the yeah, grown he's, he's man. Good. And last year was his rookie year, and he's just like literally just bullying guys. I yeah, love to see wide receivers. He reminds me of like a cross between like a, a Heinz Ward. And then like a, a, and like a, a OBJ T-O. or T.O. Yes, yes, yeah. Where he's not afraid to go up there and get it, yep. but he's also not afraid to hit you or get hit. Or like um, he's, dude, I think pairing like- Russell with that guy, this team is going to be scary, man. And then that defense is obviously coming around now. Yep. Um, I just, I'll give credit where credit's due, man. Like, like Russell is playing now to the expectations I think that people set for him. And I didn't see it before, but the guy... The guy's, the guy's phenomenal. The guy, look, he threw a deep ball to, to Metcalf yesterday that I thought he threw a pillow. That shit <laughs> dropped in so soft. I was like, did he just chuck a throw pillow? Like, cause <laughs> it was so beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah I, listen, I'll give credit where credit due. Sierra's husband is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Mister. But, <laughs> but man, yeah, what a what a great uh that that was a great drive on an otherwise shitty day for football. But all these COVID tests, man, like what do you think? Like what, what like it's it's been a like a a a, a wild two weeks. You know what I NFL. love about it is that they're moving games to days that don't typically play football. So we got Titans on Tuesday. Can't wait because I'm a Titans fan. I love now. it, right? Yeah. So I got a we got a game tonight. Which actually is probably going on right now. Yep. Um, there's a game tomorrow. Titans are on tomorrow, and then we got Thursday, right? And then we got Thursday starts the week all over again. So that piece of it, I love. But listen, bro, baseball. So what? first of all, R.I.P. to the, to my Yankees. We in America, to, we don't to, watch baseball. To our Yankees, <laughs> loss of the Rays. Ugh. But I just want to say, Ugh. how Go many Dodgers. how many people? Are actually rooting for the Rays because they're Rays fans, or actually just rooting for the Astros to lose because they cheated? Yeah, dude. So I was heated because I really wanted to see the Yankees rematch Houston, and obviously as a Yankee fan, I just want to see the Yankees. And I think, dude, how good for baseball if you get an LA and Y World Series, right? If the Dodgers, yeah, take yeah, care that would be awesome. And as a Yankee fan, I just fucking hate everybody else. But. Yeah, I think people are now becoming Rays fans by default. Because listen, let's be real. No one outside of Tampa or St. Petersburg is watching a Rays game. Right. Ever. Right. But right now, even people the people hate. in St. Petersburg don't watch no, the No, they don't give game. a shit about the Rays. Have you ever seen their stadium? <laughs> no one's there, dude. No. There's like no until the Yankees play. No, listen, the, the Rays are the only team in MLB that could have kept shit going during COVID and no one would have noticed that it was an empty stadium. <laughs> yeah, like no one. So like, but the Shout out to the Rays. <laughs> I can't wait till y'all move. 
<laughs> but and and honestly, the Rays being in Tampa were a favor to the Yankees, to the owner Steinbrenner, because and that's why they put him in the division because he wanted to be able to move down because he was getting older. He wanted to be able to stay in his house in St. Petersburg and watch the Yankees play several times a year. And so that's why they put the expansion team. If you ever look at the pitch, dude, really? that they made for an expansion team in Tampa, it was fucking awful. But George Steinbrenner obviously had a lot of pull at that time, and he pulled for the Rays to be in Tampa Bay. So ah, you're welcome, okay. Rays fan. The Yankees did that for you. Anyway. <laughs> the um, But, dude, you know what I was thinking on the way over here? I'm going, how awesome would it be? And not awesome, but how funny would it be if the Astros end up going, end up winning that series? Which, by the way, they're down, they're down 0-2. Oh, are they? Yeah. See, I don't even they, know. They, yeah, they lost today. So, But how, how funny would it be if they end up winning that series – and then going to play the Dodgers and then beat the Dodgers because the Dodgers can't get over the snide. Yeah, I can't mean, get over they, the they just can't Which, get over the. By the way, at this point, other than the Yankees, Dodgers, Dodgers, Houston is the dream scenario for Major League Baseball. The worst thing that can happen right but now. Then if, but then if if Astros if Astros win, if you're the Astros, you go like, oh, gonna, now what? Now what? Yeah, yeah. They, listen, they get bragging rights, <laughs> and rightfully so. I would still talk shit if I'm the other teams because I'd be like, I don't know if they're still not cheating, but you know whatever. And who knows? They had a shitty regular season, right? They got in because of they the had expanded. A horrible. Yeah, regular the only season, reason they got bro. in is because of the expanded playoff system. But then they end up getting to the friggin' ALCS. Yeah. So listen, they took care of business. The Yankees didn't, um, and I don't even want to get into that because I was salty about how they handled that game. But the um, the I think the nightmare scenario. Can you imagine if it's Rays and Braves in the playoff in the World Series? I mean, for the major, like like the commissioner might kill himself. <laughs> that, that would be the lowest. Is that the lowest rated World Series in history during a pandemic? We don't have shit else to do. We wouldn't. I wouldn't watch that. I have listen when the Yankees lost like, Friday. I turned. I, I tuned baseball thing, out. Good thing football's on. Yep. Because who watches that? People uh, like anyone outside it's of Atlanta, lo- local market, and that's t- it. yeah, that's it. And those are small TV market. I mean, I guess Atlanta is a big TV Atlanta's market. A big but, TV market. But Tampa, St. Pete, nah. And and listen, they're not even in Tampa. They're in St. Petersburg. So you ever been to a Rays game? I've been there every time the Yankees go. It's in St. Petersburg. It's not even in Tampa. But yeah, and you know what's funny, man, is when, when I go, I I would say, I don't want to say that the Yankees fans. That, that there's more Yankees fans, but they're at least equal. Oh, you can't tell who's the home you team. You can't tell who's the home no, team. No, no, no. Like, if you weren't looking around and someone hit or got an out and you were going by crowd noise, you couldn't tell. No. No. It, and, by the way, that place is a dump. <laughs> Shitty part of town. <laughs> Dude, it, they have stingrays. Ugh. They have a it's tank disgusting. of stingrays. disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> listen. And it's full of mold and shit's growing. And, it, listen, they have to have a tank of stingrays because they got to get you to go there to see something because it sure is not the baseball. baseball team. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever been there? They have like a little carnival. I have, yeah. Like a little arcade inside of it and stuff. I'm pretty sure they gave me food poisoning because there's a checkers inside of it. It served me an undercooked burger. It's so bad. Like, now, we went to last uh, uh, Jeter's last year. Okay, yeah, I did too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so, that, so that I used to make it a point to go every year when the Yankees were in town. Um, it's such a dump, dude. Like uh, the It looks like a pop-up circus tent. The actual uh, stadium, yeah. oh, such a shithole. But <laughs> it's so bad, and it's in a shitty part of town. It's like, ugh, yuck. All right, man. <laughs> Yo, with that, tell them where they can find us. <laughs> Not on Major League Baseball. Network. Listen, <laughs> hey, if you guys uh, want to keep up with us uh, at the Carbon Footprint Podcast on Instagram, uh, the Carbon Footprint Podcast on YouTube, um, we 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 try to respond to everything. I think we pretty much do respond do, to yeah. everything. Um, shout out to you guys. The streams have been going up uh, exponentially compared to 
uh, I would say two months ago. We've, we've been on a roll lately and that's all you guys, man, um, listening and stuff. So, so shout out to you guys, hit us up, let us know what you want to hear us talk about. Um, let us know if you think we're stupid, um, or I, you think I'm stupid because pretty much that's what it's going to be. Uh <laughs> no, man, we appreciate you guys. Um, we got, some, you know, been getting some comments in, you know, on social media. Uh, I've gotten face to face, uh, phone calls, texts. Uh, we love all the feedback. So appreciate you guys out there. And, uh, I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah. Peace. Peace.